Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Allison Insero, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Fragmented healthcare is a known issue for patients and providers, and nowhere is the problem as acute as it is in the over 65 population. Studies have shown that patients with a strong relationship with their primary care provider who coordinates their care have better outcomes, but care provided by specialists has expanded greatly over the past two decades. And this week, research published in the Annals of Internal Medicine illustrates changing trends in the care received by a primary care doctor's panel of Medicare patients, and how that all increases a primary care doctor's workload. Today on Managed Carecast, we speak with one of the co-authors of the study, Dr. Michael Barnett, an assistant professor in the Department of Health Policy and Management at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. He is also an assistant professor of medicine at Brigham and Williams Hospital in Boston. So thank you for joining us today on Managed Carecast, Dr. Barnett. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work and your research? Sure. Um, so my name is Michael Barnett. Um, I'm a, an assistant professor of health policy management at the Harvard Chan School of Public Health and a primary care physician at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Um, my research focuses on understanding the healthcare delivery system, um, and a special focus of mine is understanding uh, the overall delivery of primary and specialty care um, as an entire system from the point of view of physicians and patients. So you and your co-authors have an article coming out this week in the Annals of Internal Medicine called Trends in Outpatient Care for Medicare Beneficiaries and Implications for Primary Care, and you looked at claims data from 2000 to 2019. Why did you do the study and what did you find? The reason we did this study is because um, I teach a course actually at the School of Public Health um, called Healthcare Delivery Reform in the US. And I actually realized that a lot of the material that I was relying on to give my students a global sense of how the US healthcare system has evolved in the past two, three decades was actually getting to be about 20 years out of date. And I didn't see any um, anyone else really filling in the evidence gap in the literature. And it occurred to me that it is, you know, that a lot has happened in the past 20 years, and it would be really valuable to have a better sense of how has engagement with primary care and specialist care, and also this interesting, um, this interesting statistic that had been published in Annals nearly 20 years ago now, that um, um, to quantify how many doctors does a physician's does the primary care physician's patients see in a typical year? Um, because that's actually a not um, immediately obvious, um, but still very important measure of the complexity of care coordination and fragmentation of care that a primary care physician has to deal with. I'm not sure if your study mentioned this, but what are the implications for fragmented care from the perspective of the patient? And do you think they notice as they go from doctor to doctor to doctor. And in that respect, I'm thinking about my elderly father who has fee-for-service Medicare, who, who does that sort of thing. So do they notice this? Yeah, one of, the, one of the things that always kind of consistently amazes me about uh, research in this area is kind of how universal the experiences of the U.S. healthcare system as, um, as very fragmented and frustrating and difficult to navigate 
no matter how educated or savvy anybody is. And so I think that this notion of fragmentation of care is extremely familiar to patients who are used to having to deal with providers who don't share medical records or don't talk to one another or forget who they are or um, you know, don't respond to their emails or calls for days or, week, days or weeks at a time. And I think it's, it's common sense. The more doctors that you throw into the mix to take care of a typical person's uh, set of uh, medical needs, chronic illnesses, the more complex and likely frustrating that process is going to be. So your study found that um, over time, the number of visits to specialists as compared with how often they engage with a primary care practitioner was pretty different, correct? Yes. So the number of visits to specialists increased uh, 20%. But actually, in a way, what we think is even more salient is the number of unique specialists that they saw in the 20% increase of visits increased by 34%. So there's actually a greater increase in the number of doctors seen versus the number of visits. And actually, for primary care doctors over that same period, we saw no change over 20 years in the number of visits that the average Medicare beneficiary has with primary care doctors. However, there was a 36% increase in the number of unique primary care doctors they interact with in a given year. Um, we think that a lot of this might be driven by um, increasing specialization and the um, increase in technology that is available for um, a Medicare beneficiaries to take care of their disease, and also increasing consolidation and group practice in healthcare, such that um, uh, patients are much more likely to maybe see another doctor in the same practice or whatever reason might come up. You talk a little bit about the care coordination burden that primary care providers um, came about or noticed in this study. How did they describe it or talk about it or in your conversations with them outside of this study? How has that come up? Yeah. So as a primary care physician, one thing that informs my research is I really have um, you know, a front row seat to the dysfunction and frustrations of the delivery system that my patients face and that my colleagues, um, my, my primary care and specialist colleagues face as well. Um, I think from a patient perspective, it, what I encounter as a primary care doctor is that actually a very substantial amount of my time, especially for my more complex patients, is simply spent um, understanding the charts of what's happened to the patient and translating to them what's going on with their care and what is happening right now. What is the big picture? I have many, many older patients who might see eight, nine, 10 doctors. It's not unusual at all. And for two or three of them, it's not really clear why they keep seeing them every single year. They have a stable problem. It's usually managed in primary care. They have no symptoms. There's no reason to continue seeing them. Um, but as a healthcare system, we are not really designed to de-engage um, or sorry, disengage. Um, and you know, de-prescribe medications or disengage from specialty care as opposed to adding more on. That was actually my next question. Um, as a primary care doctor, what do you see in terms of polypharmacy for patients who are seeing multiple specialists who are not speaking with one another? Right, that, that's a really important issue. I think that um, the well-documented increase in polypharmacy over the past two decades is, um, is a direct parallel to what we find, because I think the more doctors that you see, the more drugs you're likely to have. Um, and um, I think that um, there is a necessary um, increase in complexity and also a greater cost to 
um, navigating and incorporating all the information to judge whether or not um, the patient, a patient is on the right mix of medications and whether or not one of those medications should come off or the dosage should be reduced. And the more separate people you add to that mix, I think anyone who's been in healthcare or even in just a work environment, you know, the more people you have to coordinate with, the, um, you have to exert a lot of energy to make sure that they're on the same page and what comes out as a cohesive whole um, actually makes sense. You also broke out results by subgroups and by race. What did you find there? There was a difference, if I recall. Yeah, so this was quite striking. Um, we, uh, what we found was that in many ways, um, trends for black versus white patients were um, fairly parallel. Like they kind of, the relative change was in the same magnitude with just a little bit up and down here or there. But what we were surprised by was that actually black patients every single year, very consistently, had fewer visits than white patients with um, primary care doctors or specialists. Now, the existence of a disparity like that is not especially surprising, um, but to me, what was surprising was that the existence of that disparity was driven entirely because there were fewer black patients that saw any doctor in a given year. So if we compared white versus black patients, um, their trends in primary care visits or specialist visits among those that had any visit in a year, it was identical. Um, what was different was that there were substantially more black patients that saw no providers at all in a year. How does that tie into your conclusion about payment reform coming into play here? Yeah, so, you know, what we propose and what we think about is that the job of being a primary care doctor is very different in 2019 or 2020, or let's say even removing the pandemic in 2019 um, versus the way it was in 2000. Um, if primary care doctors feel more, feel more overwhelmed and um, more burned out than before, it's not just them, it's that actually the, um, the complexity and um, um, amount of work, amount of time necessary to manage a single patient has increased over that period. Whereas at the same time, you know, despite all of the moves around with um, payment reform and ACOs um, and everything, the, the fundamental fee-for-service chassis of the healthcare system is more or less rock solid the same. And so we still have the same incentives to provide visits in the same, um, in the same chunks of time for the same patients and um, with the same amount of payment, but physicians have to do 50, 100% more around understanding what happens with their patients. So either they cut corners and they actually don't really keep up with that information or they try to keep up with it and it becomes an impossible task, at least within the current um, environment. And so we think this is a strong, this should be, um, uh, strong evidence to promote the concept of new capitated primary care payment models that can pay PCPs to manage a group of patients in a way that makes sense and enable them to deliver the care patients need, as opposed to trying to cycle through as many visits as possible and, um, and having too little time for every patient, as opposed to being able to direct the time to the patients that need it and as much as they need. Is there anything else that I forgot to ask or that you want to add? Um, well, one thing I want to add is uh, one of the main findings of the paper is that with um, this increase in specialist visits, one of the things that we did is we looked at trends in how many physicians does a primary care physician's panel see over the year. And we found that back in 2020, the median PCP, their Medicare patient panel saw about 50 physicians. And, you know, there, there are several caveats in there given the kind of data that we use in the sample, but it's around 50. 
And what we found is that 20 years later, that had nearly doubled to 98. So that means that over the past 20 years, the average PCP has twice as many doctors who are managing their patients and adding information and drugs and procedures and notes um, and creating um, an enormous amount of additional work that I think um, most primary care physicians and um, patients are probably be nodding their heads and feeling that that's the case. So that's just another piece of evidence supporting this overall contention that things are much more complex now than they were before. Um, but overall, our delivery and payment system has not changed um, to, to meet that uh, fee change. Well, thank you very much for discussing this. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. For all of us at AGMC, thanks for listening. For more about this issue, visit agmc.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at agmc.com or follow us on Twitter at agmc underscore journal. And if you like Managed Carecast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.